Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. If you're heading to the movies this weekend, then chances are your theater has a couple of films that feature Oakland. That is the life we live in and it's been since the beginning and you know we stuck in that soil loyal. Don't be who you is. Today, Blind Spotting comes out. It's the story about a guy who's trying to make it through the last few days of probation. But there are some deep themes of race, gentrification, and police use of force, all of which are part of Oakland's story. There has never been a time when Oakland has gotten so much attention for films in the national spotlight. This is the third major motion picture to come out this year where Oakland is featured. There's been Black Panther, Sorry to Bother You, and now Blind Spotting. Each of the films draws from Oakland's black cultural legacy, which is now being recognized in cinema nationally. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Look, I'm not talking about movies that film in Oakland, right, that have, like, Oakland as a backdrop. I'm talking about movies that are set in Oakland, where Oakland plays some part of the character of the piece. Sandia Dirks reports on race and equity for KQED. So I would say that, like, the key year is 1974. In 1974, you have two cult movies. One of them is called The Mac. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the big moment we've all been waiting for. The Mac of the Year. Gold. It's a complicated movie. Um, it's a movie about a, a pimp, a little bit about the kind of um, battle between black materialism and the desire for black wealth um, versus the idea of kind of black liberation movements and mm-hmm. uh, black liberation movements that were very much in the air in the 1970s after the Black Panthers. After the end of the world, don't you know that yet? In the same year comes out another cult classic, Sun Ra's Space is the place. The all-black station for all black people with all the news that grooves at noon, live from Oakland, California. They're very actively talking about blackness and racism. You don't exist in this society. If you did, your people wouldn't be seeking equal rights. And it's really about black liberation, and it does that through Afrofuturist storytelling. I have seen gods fly. Fast forward to 2018, there are these three big movies, all featuring Oakland in some way. It all starts with Black Panther, coming out in February. I waited my entire life for this. 
Then this month, sorry to bother you. The movie's about a black man and capitalism. You want to make some money here? Use your white voice. My white voice. Like this young blood. Hey, Mr. Kramer, this is Langston from Regal View. And today, blind spotting, which involves a police shooting of a black man. Not enough. Stop! Don't shoot, don't shoot! <laughs> what we're seeing is a mainstreaming of Oakland films. And I think that there's a reason for that, right? We're having a moment of representation for people of color, for black people in this country right now. Pop culture is finally understanding that we need to give voice to black storytellers. Um, and if you're going to go to a place where those voices already exist, where they're already engaging in these kinds of conversations, where they're already engaging in this kind of artistry, of course you're going to go to Oakland. With its legacy of sort of radical black activism from the Black Panthers to Black Lives Matter. Going back to 2013, the movie Fruitvale Fruitvale Station Station comes out. It's uh, about a shooting of Oscar Grant by a BART police officer. Um, And it was a really powerful movie. And it challenged something that we were just beginning to really see play out in the media, like police shootings on on tape. But when Fruitvale Station came out, it was a small, very well-received, independent film that, you know, told this kind of very... Um, simple, painful last day in the life of this man. But in and of itself, it wasn't some, like, epic cultural event. It's not like that happened, so the rest is happening. So then what makes 2018 special for these three movies that have been released this year? Okay, so it's a confluence of factors, right? So, like, one, representation is is happening now in a way that it hasn't. Um, and I think it also has to do with sort of deeper political things in the spectrum. Our politics become more nativist um, and more, you know, based in white supremacy. So those two things are feeding each other, and I think they're speeding each other up. And I think it makes sense that representation of people of color, representation of black people, black artists and black voices in Hollywood is happening at the same time Oakland is having a moment. A lot of the art that's come out of Oakland has always been POC art, right? It's always been art that has been told from the perspective of and point of view of people of color. Now, the difference is that when you made a black exploitation film, a lot of that was made for black people. It's made for that niche now. Ryan Coogler's Black Panther becomes the turning point. My son, it is your time. And the change that Black Panther represents is that a film made by people of color, starring people of color, for people of color, is also for everyone. So I think that's also part of what we're seeing. Okay, so Black Panther... Uh, Sorry to Bother You and Blind Spotting are all really different types of movies. Does the different themes of those movies say anything about what moment we're in as far as uh, Oakland art, Oakland culture? So they're very different films, but they're all grappling with some of the same issues, right? They're all grappling with racism and systemic racism what structures of racism look like, whether that be colonialism, whether that be... um, code switching, whether that be gentrification, whether that be sort of capitalism itself, whether capitalism is in itself an inherently racist system. Um, They're all dealing with that in one way or another. And and they're all themes that Oakland has had to deal with for decades. Yeah, and the country is now finally having a national conversation. So, of course, Oakland steps up because we've been having this conversation all along. Sandy Dirks, thanks. Thank you, Devin Kariyama. 
while Oakland celebrating this amazing recognition in American cinema comes at a time when many black people cannot live in Oakland, at a time when they're being priced out, pushed out, when gentrification can be felt all over the city. And for many black Oaklanders, they're having to watch these films about their hometown from another place. And just one last note from our producers, Vinnie Tong and Erica Aguilar. Since the city has enjoyed these successes on behalf of male artists, maybe next time we'll be talking about female artists. The show this week was produced by Vinny and Erica. Senior editors are Holly Kernan and Ethan Lindsay. The Bay is produced in KQED Studios. We are your local public media station. I'm Devin Kadiyama. We'll see you next week. KQED's Bay Curious podcast has a little something extra special this week. Host Olivia Allen Price and I take a ride on my motorcycle and we do something that's a little risky. Lane splitting. The speedometer doesn't work? We don't know how fast we're going. Oh, God. It's cool. How dangerous is lane splitting? To find out, subscribe to Bay Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.